Hello and welcome to the My Steel Commodity Podcast. My name is Adam Roussel. We were last joined by our resident property market expert, Jing Zhang, in October when we discussed the upcoming three red line policy. For new listeners, this policy was introduced by China's central government specifically to address mounting debt in its real estate sector by limiting available credit to over-leveraged real estate developers. It has now been, a, been over a month since this policy was implemented. I am joined once again by Jing, who will once again give us an update on what's happening in China's real estate market. Jing, good to have you here. Hello, Adam. Happy to see you again. Thanks for coming in. Last time we spoke, we talked about overheating in the property market and new measures to curb this. What have we been seeing in the market since? Well, uh, the national real estate sales keep climbing up. And in this October, um, the sales actually broke the highest October sales record in history. And especially in South, we have observed another increase in the property price. So not much happening in terms of uh, curbing that overheating, huh? Um, yeah, actually the sales have been up. Yeah, uh, we spoke earlier about, uh, or just, a, or we spoke earlier just a, ahead of the implementation of three red lines. Uh, what have been the results so far? Well, the policy was released in late August, and um, after that, we saw the land acquisitions have been slightly declining, which makes sense as the policy aims to lower the financial risks by restraining the real estate companies from borrowing more debt. And um, in our last interview, we said that we are expecting the real estate companies to accelerate the destocking pace to refill their cash flow which also explains the high sales number in October. Okay. We're hearing uh, reports of a north-south divide in uh, China's real estate market with southern demand far outpacing that of the north. Uh, what measures are local governments doing in both the north and south to address this? Um, in south, the local governments um, continuously releasing more regulations to cool down the property market. Well, in the north, the property prices in several big cities have been falling in October, which alerts the local governments, because um, in China, property is the, like the most valuable assets of most families. So there have been several supporting policies from the local governments in north coming up uh, since November including loosening the requirements, um, house purchasing, um, encouraging the property companies to take more sales measures, and some even offering like financial help to attract more um, people with talents or with special skills. Okay, so it sort of has the dual effect of bringing high-talent individuals into these local economies yeah. as well. Uh, Liquidity is high due to ongoing government stimulus efforts. Uh, how is this affecting the property market? Well, firstly, we saw the householding loans increased uh, significantly compared to last year, meaning that our residents are taking more loans to buy houses, and the social financing amount has been extensive. So they are both 
providing fuels for the property de development. Actually, the total property investment have been rising in the uptrend momentum since June. Very good. And for those listeners that are unaware, total social financing, TSF, uh, is a new metric introduced by the Chinese government uh, to uh, measure the amount of credit made available uh, to society uh, within a given year. Um, Special purpose bonds are up significantly in 2020. Uh, how are these affecting the property market? Um, special purpose bonds, um, SPB for short, here we are focusing on the SPB for housing redevelopment projects. So it was reopened in this May and we saw the amount has been climbing up month by month. So it helped to enhance the steel demand with no doubt, and there's a measure involved in this kind of projects called monetized resettlement. It gives money to the residents who used to live in Shanti Town for them to buy new houses after the projects began. So from the past year's data, we saw that the house purchased from um, monetized resettlement can take up to 12 to 30% of the total property sales. That's a substantial gain for the market. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, what can we expect from China's property market in the first quarter of next year? Well, with uh, ample liquidity flowing to property market um, from both uh, resident loans and uh, TSF, and combined with substantial land acquisitions, the property market um, is likely to maintain bullish in the coming months. Very good. And uh, what will affect, what effect will this have on iron ore and steel? For steel demand, um, we conservatively estimate that if the property market is to be cool off in the next year, with increasing SBB and um, flowing into the housing redevelopment projects, the steel demand is likely to maintain stable. Very good. So uh, thank you very much for joining us again, Jing. Uh, and thank you all for listening in. This has been the My Steel Commodity Podcast. Take care. Thank you.